After three years of being run by commissioners, Tauranga is set to return to local democracy with July elections. But not until the commissioners have signed off on the city's 10-year long-term plan and budget, which is expected to be done by April. This is causing consternation among those who believe vital decisions for the country's fifth biggest city ought to be made by a democratically elected council. Commissioners took control of the Tauranga City Council in February 2021 after the resignation of Mayor Tanby Powell. He called on the government to install the commissioners, citing dysfunction among councillors. The commissioner's term was extended for a further two years by the then local government minister Nanaia Mahuta in 2022. As part of the 10-year plan, commissioners are considering whether or not to build a community stadium and to introduce congestion charging and targeted rates for residents in western parts of the city, among other things. Ratepayer groups say democracy's taken too long to return to Tauranga and they want the long-term plan decisions made by a new council. Mount Monganui Ratepayers Association spokesman is Michael O'Neill. Unlike the rest of the country, our commission has decided to move early on settling the long-term plan, in fact, four months before any other council nationwide. The consequence of that is they've actually left out the three waters, expecting that the National Party, um, that, that the government would, would leave it there. They've since had to add that in. The suspicion locally is that they've expedited the uh, long-term plan in order to tie down the long-term term plan and then potentially lock the city into some contractual obligations that uh, may not be what the city actually wants. We have actually written to the Minister and asked him that in the interim that he places the commissioners into a caretaker role only and then lets the new council make the decisions on the LTP because I'm probably um, there'd be a number of uh, local contenders that would be challenging some of the plans and projects that the commissioners hope to achieve and hope perhaps to lock us into before they leave. Mount Monganui Ratepayers Association spokesman Michael O'Neill. Matt Cowley is Chief Executive of the Tauranga Business Chamber. Morning, Matt. Morning. Paora Stanley is Chief Executive of Iwi Ngakterangi. Tēnā uh, koe, Paora. Thanks for your time. Kia Greg Brownless is a former mayor and a long-term Tauranga City Councillor. Morena, Greg. Yes, Morena, Catherine. Kia ora koutou. Matt, let's begin with you as we work through these things. You want the long-term plan completed by the commissioners. Why is it important to get it done before the elections, in your view? Yeah, so uh, the main, whether we want or not, it's more of a necessity to have something in place. Obviously, the long-term plans are so important for all the councils because that's where most of the levers that governance gets to pull around setting rates, setting levels of service and deciding what or not to do. So it's definitely important. However, it can be amended whenever uh, a council likes uh, and the amendments can scope, can be very minor or um, redo the whole thing. So that can happen with the elected members. However, uh, look, to be frank, um, meanwhile, the Tauranga City's housing unaffordability is keeps on skyrocketing and developers and construction crews need some continuity to keep building and keep bringing those houses on board. Can we just talk about what the city is facing? Uh, it was till Hamilton pipped you recently, the fastest growing city uh, in New Zealand. It has been for many years. It's got enormous growing pains with transport and other matters. Uh, the commissioners were very focused on a, on a central city that they thought had become rather moribund. Uh, and they've got big plans for that, including some ratepayer funds, but depending on a lot of, um, uh, of private investment as well. Can you just give us an idea, a summary in your view 
of where these big issues are at. So Tauranga has doubled in, well, I think it's roughly 30, between 25 and 30 years, it's doubled its population. It's forecast to double again over the next 50 years. So there's certainly growing pains. And to be frank, councils aren't set up to be infrastructure banks to enable housing affordability to match the market demand. Uh, that's a bigger issue than what Tauranga's long-term plan can adjust. Uh, hopefully the new minister looks at that. But in terms of the uh, the ability to roll out housing, provide some uh, long-term certainty for developers, and uh, uh, and given the fact that the next council can amend the long-term plan when it wishes, uh, we feel that it's pretty strongly that this long-term plan needs to be locked in. Okay, so let's move on from the timing of it. I'll raise that with our other guests as well, but let's move on from that. Let's look at what some of the other issues are. Is there a concern, for example, that a new council might fall into the same issues previous councils have? Matt? Uh, Well, thank you. Um, Yes, so to be frank, uh, it takes a while for any new council to get up to speed with all their issues. The new council will be elected primarily on a ward system, uh, where eight of the new uh, will be based on wards. Uh, I trust that they will be fully informed of what their local issues are, but when they sign the, uh, you know, speak the oath, they're making decisions on the whole city nationwide, so uh, a whole district, sorry. Um, so that's going to take time for them to understand the issues, engage with those stakeholders and be able to make good quality decisions. That sounds to me like that's another reason why you want some of these bigger decisions signed off on. Can you talk about the certainty or uncertainty that investors and developers are having at the moment? Because obviously there is a cost of living crunch, there's high interest rates, um, there's uh, demand down um, for new builds at the moment, despite need, because people simply can't afford to buy things. How is that potentially impacting on some of that central city rejuvenation planning, if at all, Matt? Yeah, so it needs to, uh, the whole... The whole city needs to be looked in totality. Uh, There's demand pressures to the Western Corridor and obviously uh, towards Hamilton as well and providing employment zones there. Uh, It's important that there's balance so that just focusing out on growth, it doesn't, uh, you've got consistent plans with what's happening in the CBD. Uh, There are, the commissioners took quite a while to get up to speed and uh, understand the levers and engage with uh, these main stakeholders that have a big investment interest in the city um, and using private money to be able to make these changes. Uh, So it takes a while to understand and get things underway. Todiko, Tatumu, these are major development areas and I think developers are are, are a little bit worried. Uh, Things are put on hold and wait until the next council gets up to speed, which could be another two years. And at that time, uh, housing unaffordable unaffordability with all the social and economic costs will only exacerbate. So this idea for apartments and and other sort of anchor um, developments in the CBD revitalisation, because the council's putting in money under that plan, right, putting in ratepayers' money, but it is heavily dependent on far more coming from the private sector. Does that remain feasible? Does that remain on track? Uh, Well, a lot of the CBD plans will 
Uh, the interest there, regardless, for instance, you know, the massive courthouse development, a lot of developments underway with the Craigs Investment Building, uh, Manawa Energy, they've completed their building, Farmers, that new site's coming on board. So a lot of it is happening, and this, I suppose the CBD isn't the major issue in terms of continuity of where developers are looking at. It is primarily the massive new developments out at Todiko and Tatemu. And what do they need by means of certainty? Oh, just uh, well-informed decision-makers that are making quality decisions um, that uh, that are able to bring on housing in a very fair and equitable way, yeah. Thank you. Stay with us if you can. That is Matt Cowley. Please let me reintroduce Paul Stanley, Chief Executive at Tauranga's Iwi Ngaiti Rangi. Uh, kia ora again, Paul. My understanding well, is that, if anything, you prefer the commissioners to continue to have some role, even after elections. Is that correct? And, and could you expand? Well, um, firstly, um, what we've had in the past is a bunch of naysayers and you're not going to get anywhere. If, and this has been a problem with a lot of private developers. They're saying, we can't get anywhere if people are just going to be holding it up in council and going around in circles. Now, um, uh, it makes sense when you have a handover to have at least a, a couple of commissioners on there uh, with elected officials as well and have it for a short period of time and, th- and then you can move in, transition in. The, the, the big problem is, um, you know, Everybody wants this cosmopolitical utopia, but it ain't happening when you've got all the squabbling going on in, 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 um, in local government. And that's going, going on across the country. I think on a wider scale, uh, we need to unpack what's happening in local government. Uh, my preferred actual option is to turn local government into a government department and you won't get all these you know, really stupid things that are happening in there. Uh, You you know, Bella Vista uh, was a really stupid issue that occurred. Um, And we've got to stop these these issues happening, right? What happened there, please, Paola, for those not familiar? Well, well, maybe Greg can explain that in his session since it was on his watch. But um, there there was a multi-million dollar screw-up down there. And uh, it was blamed majority on one guy. However, um, you know, what we need to do, and this is what Matt is saying, and I totally agree with it, we need to move forward. Uh, there, there are a lot of um, private investors willing to put into helping Tauranga get along, but it won't happen as long as we have naysayers running around in circles um, throwing bloody abuse at each other. That, that ain't going to work. That's infantile. What do you see as some of the key issues? As we said, there's the growing pains of a fast-growing city, but what are some of the key issues for you? Well, you will notice that a lot of Māori groups are actually quite silent on it, and there's a reason for it. There's a lot of conversation happening in there between uh, commissioners and, and Māori groups. But, um, you know, the, the, the key issue um, in there is about um, allowing development to happen. I mean, you can... You know, there's a lot of lot being spoken about the debt in Tauranga, but it's we can take on a heck of a lot more. You gotta, you gotta think big to get big. If you think nay, you'll get nay. And and so um, getting some of the major um, infrastructural stuff going with loans and with private investment in it is the way to go. You know, we put ourselves in debt. We we, we don't have 
a big debt load in Tauranga. We may have it compared to a couple of other cities, such as Christchurch, but Christchurch has major input from central government for their roading and stuff. We don't. You've got big roading issues right at the moment, correct? Yeah, we had some big roading issues. And this, this is the thing that really, really annoyed me about the commissioners. You know, the, the roads closed down in Tauranga. It was horrific. But, you know, something that Tenby had said to me, um, Tenby Powell was an ex-mayor, um, 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 something he said to me last year, which was that, well, none of this stuff has been done. You know, everybody's been racing around poking fun at each other, and none of this stuff has been done. Now it's been done by these commissioners, and you just got to put up with it and suck it in. Now, that was a big suck in, but I, I think it's going to be really, really worth it, the investment that um, these commissioners have put into this infrastructure. And that was part of the um, uh, part of the things that they were programmed to do was to get this long-term plan going, to get infrastructure. And in fact, we even brought issues about getting anything they can to get Tauranga back on track. That's how broad uh, their brief was. What about rates, however? Everybody around the country worrying about rising rates. And I'm just looking at some of the debts... Um, I was reading it that the, the council to consider committing the city to $4.7 billion in capital expenditure as part of the plan. Uh, total yep. ratepayer debt, This the source here is of a um, is, is from one of the ratepayer groups. Total ratepayer debt now estimated to triple over the next decade from $1 billion to $3 billion. And this is because, as we heard in that clip, the Three Waters reforms, um, the, the failure of the Three Waters reforms has now brought that cost back onto the, back onto the books, right? So... You know, is this going to you cascade down onto it, rates right? for people? Yeah, well, you know, think big, get big. Think little, get little. Simple as that. And you got to, it's going to cost us to get our city back in order. And if you, and like, uh, I don't like rate rise just like anybody anybody else. I don't like it. But if you think of it in the in the long term, if you have a long term vision to it, and that is, this is what will make the city better. Ngamihi Nui. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, kia ora, uh, Stanley is with uh, Ngai Tirangi. Brett Brownless, he's had a couple of decades' experience as a city councillor. He was mayor between 2016 and 2019, and he is another of the view that the long-term plan should halt until a new council's elected. Uh, welcome back, Greg. Why wait for a new council? That, that instruction from the former local government minister to the commissioners was explicit. Complete the 2024-2034 long-term plan. Why do you say now that shouldn't happen? Well, her original instructions were to have the city ready for an election in 2022. And obviously they failed to do that. So as a result of, um, I think, representations from three groups plus an an anonymous uh, letter signed by 15 people who are anonymous, uh, then uh, Minister Mahuta decided to keep the commissioners on. Now, the National Party itself has said when it was in opposition that we should have been trusted to have an election just like everybody else in 2022. So I say now that the minister should act, the new minister, because we're not under the former government anymore, and change the terms of reference in that uh, letter and allow real democracy to come back here and not to have decisions made 
uh, and contracts signed. So a number of points have been made today. Yes, a new council can am amend certain parts of the long-term plan if it wishes, if it wishes, and we don't really know what a new council is going to do, but they won't be able to get out of contracts that have already been signed. So this is a big part of my issue with this. But that's also probably what the former minister was envisaging. She didn't want the whole can of worms opened up again. Well, then that's not very democratic, is it? Well, look, uh, having <laughs> a commission mean, isn't, but you had a commission because your previous yeah. council failed. That's that's correct. Um, but um, I think there's a time when you look at the, the I think Paora mentioned the whole of New Zealand. There are a number of councils with similar issues. They haven't been replaced with a commission. And if you look at bad behaviour, you don't have to look much past Parliament to find plenty of examples <laughs> of that. So All right. I feel that Tauranga we, we, has been unfairly picked on. We, yeah, yeah. yeah, we've had a statement from the from the new local government minister, Simeon Brown, and, and I'm, I'm wondering if you've had the same response from him. He says he wants to see local democracy restored to the people of Tauranga. The commission was appointed under the previous government. I'm quoting here, the terms of reference given to them uh, provide the commission with the same decision-making powers and consultation obligations as an elected council. I expect to see the wider community consulted on any significant decisions, just as would happen under an elected council. Like elected councils, the commission is required to deliver their community's 2024-34 long-term plan. That doesn't sound to me like he is of a mind to require them to pause. That's right. And of course, I'm hoping to persuade him as a number of community groups who are concerned with democracy are hoping to persuade him as part of a new government with supposedly new ways of doing things and new ideas on fiscal responsibility to actually use his powers to act and say, yes, when we were in opposition, uh, uh, the National Party uh, decided that we should have had an election in, in Tauranga in 2022 by acting now and saying, no more decisions on annual plan, no more consult, uh, contracts to be entered into, then they're giving some effect to that. But by allowing the long-term plan to be done and contracts to be entered into, the minister is knowingly allowing the former government to dictate what happens in Tauranga. What would you do differently from the track that from from what's in that long term plan? Like what would what would you well, do I've, differently I've if, if you or have a new council do differently? Well, I, I don't know where where you would start, but what I think um, one obvious start would be the community facilities, which uh, which there are plans. I'm hopeful, of course, that the commission will see sense and change their mind on that anyway. But there are plans to hike the uh, fees and charges. Uh, uh, applied to community groups for sports fields, etc., the historic village, by huge sums, up to 250%. Now, at the same time, and we heard that um, uh, that uh, developers are sort of lining up to invest all this money in the downtown, there's also a proposal in that same long-term plan to subsidise development fees for developers in the downtown. So, you know, I, I find that quite uh, amazing that in a, in a, in a long-term plan that you have both those things sort of virtually Can alongside you... each other. In other words, take more from the community and give more to developers. Greg, can you, underst can you understand example, Matt's yeah. position that if it takes a new council two years, say, to get its relationship yeah. sorted and get its head around everything that's on the table at the moment, that that is potentially you know, disastrous for, for some of these developments and housing <laughs> developments included and especially yeah. at a time when those developers are under financial pressure and pulling in their wings anyway. 
Um, I, I don't believe that it will take that long to get up to speed at all. And I think I think the citizens of Tauranga will be particularly careful who they elect as their, their as their council. Um, you know, we've had a, a bit of a shock. Uh, and I don't think it takes that long to get up to speed. I think some things become unnecessarily complicated, uh, and I think a new council will be, you know, really rearing to get going, looking at the issues, doing the required reading, doing the learning, and, and getting on to making decisions. Are you going to stand again, Greg? Um, you know, Are you going to stand I've in July? no idea yet. Yeah, but no idea yet, really. No I'm, idea I'm on yet. One, I'm, well, I'm on one hand, I'm having quite a nice retired sort of a life. So, but on the other hand, when I see this sort of thing happen, it does actually concern me because I'm concerned about democracy. I mean, I've done well out of democracy and been elected a number of times, and I've also done badly out of democracy and, and not being re-elected. But I don't complain and say, oh, the people are making a bad choice. All right. You know, democracy is all about people having a say. And make no mistake, people are not having a say. And they're, they're, um, the decisions that are being put in place will inhibit a new council from that is appointed by the people from making right. decisions in the interests of those people. Let's see if Tauranga has a rip-roaring turnout at its local body elections in July. Um, <laughs> that's, uh, then you can't moan, can you? Uh, look, thank you all of no. you for taking part in the discussion and just reminding people of where things are at and, and the issues. Um, uh, it's a beautiful part of the country and um, all good things we hope ahead.